Of all the possible scenarios, of all the ways for this to play out, last night's World Baseball Classic playing out like a scripted movie. Top of the ninth, Otani versus Trout. A 3-2 pitch, and Otani got him. What a moment. Kevin, Dennis, Woody, Bill Plaschke. Let's get to it. It's up to you. It'll be a long day for you, Bill. All the abuse you've given me over the years. <laughs> Start spreading news. I'm winning this one. I'm ready. I always like that solo. One of my favorites. All right, let's watch it again. A one-run game, it all coming down to Otani versus Trout, the way we all wanted it. Trout swinging a miss, and Japan wins the WBC. Otani and his teammates undefeated throughout the tournament, and Mike Trout vows to be back in 2026 with more help. All right, Phil, what is your takeaway from the showdown and Japan's win? Frankie, the sports world saw the greatness of Shohei Otani. He yep. went 2-0 and as a pitcher, batted 435 as a hitter, comes in in the ninth inning, never pitched, never closed a game out in his major league, in his wow. major league career, comes in against Mike Trout, strikes him out on three swinging pitches. Mike Trout has struck out on three swings 24 times in more than 6,000 at-bats. It just doesn't happen. Bring him the goods. Otani had the hardest throw pitch of of this tournament. He tied for the hardest hit of the tournament. Otani owns baseball, owns the world stage. It's all about Shohei. Woody Page? Bill, don't you find it funny that the biggest moment in both their careers happened at the same time <laughs> in a game in the World Baseball Classic? I thought it was the most dramatic moment that I'd seen in baseball since Kirk Gibson with the pinch hit home run in the World Series. Wow. I mean, that's that's how amazing wow. I thought it was last night. You're the perfect the storm was being set up even in the seventh and eighth inning. You could say, oh, could this possibly happen? Could they face each other? Because you saw Otani running back and forth to the bullpen. You saw Trout getting ready to you know, come to the plate. I thought it was fantastic for baseball for to, as we always say, the growth of baseball, because the World Baseball Classic, four years from now, people are going to be even more excited about it and what possibly could happen with all major league players wanting to get into this bandwagon type situation. You know, when we all spoke earlier today, David Dennis said, you know what, I was the first person to say this is how I want the game to end. So you know what, you're not right, but I like your confidence. David Dennis, what about the ending of that game? Everybody said that. <laughs> Thanks, Phony. Thank you very much, Phony Reality, for those points. This is what I, this is, is a, I agree, about Otani and what he was able to do and establish himself as the best baseball player in the world. He is the, you know, I don't think there's a bigger gap between first best and second best player in any sport right now. But on a macro, this is an indictment of what Major League Baseball has been doing to us for my entire lifetime, where they are tell us that if you have fun, it's okay to ding you in the head with a 100 mile power fastball where there are gatekeepers and old fogies who don't allow us to have the fun that we've seen for these last two weeks in the WBC. They, if, they, if baseball wants to move into the 21st century, they should adapt the kind of fun free-spirited baseball that we have seen, especially last night, because we need more moments like this if Major League Baseball wants to be as popular as it thinks it is. On fun, they didn't have a pitch clock last night. Kevin Black is telling what about that ending. Oh, it was a fantastic ending. You're right. You couldn't have scripted it any better. But my biggest takeaway is the reaction of all of us to this particular game, which was, you know, eight and a half innings, a 3-2 game, six 
innings were scoreless. You had 14 hits. It lasted three hours and 18 minutes, and nobody cares because it was a great event. Yep. And that's what makes baseball cool. So it's not about the length of the game. It's about being out there. It's about watching these great, great athletes do what they do. And, uh, you know, hats off to Japan. Uh, the U.S. exported baseball there in the 1870s. Japan has somehow figured out a way to master it and give us one of the most unique stars that it's ever produced, and he showed up last night. John Smoltz called it a win for baseball. Bill, what's it going to be like in that Angels clubhouse when Otani and Trout get together? That's going to be unbelievable. I mean, it's going to be madness. And also, we saw a part of Otani we've never seen before. I've never seen that, that emotional. I've never seen him in five years in Anaheim celebrate like that. And you saw his pregame speech in the clubhouse. I've never seen him give a speech like that. I've never heard him. You know, he doesn't talk that much. So we saw a side of him that nobody's seen before. It was wonderful. Yeah, it really was. It, I kind of felt it had a little bit of a Lionel Messi and Mbappe moment. They're both on the same team. and they're, they're meeting for the ultimate championship, and it comes down to the two of them. What a great moment for baseball, no question about it. All right, so Trout wants to bring a better team next time around, and Rob Manfred has a similar thought. The commissioner said, quote, it's great, the guys that we have, but I'd like to see pitching staffs that are of the same quality as our position players. Also said they've talked about the timing of the event, that they've considered a mid-season change, but preseason seems like the best fit. All right, Woody, are they getting the timing of the WBC right? Watching it for the last two weeks, I thought, why not uh, pause during the season like we do for the Olympics, for the NBA teams, NHL, and just take two weeks off, don't have an all-star game, and play it then. However, I think this is the right timing. Even though it interferes somewhat with March Madness, I think it's a different set of people who are watching. It wasn't on the same night as any of the tournament games. And I believe that the players are in good shape. They have been in spring training. The players coming from all over the world. Next time it will be in Japan, the finals, or maybe in in Puerto Rico or someplace. But I think that this will not only grow the game, but this is the right time of year because people are getting excited about the start of baseball. This leads them directly into it. David Dennis, it was a standalone event last night. It's before the season. Do you like when it happens right now in March? Yeah, this is the perfect time. I know there's concern about them going up against March Madness, but you'll be hard-pressed to find a moment that took over social media like Otani and Trout from NCAA uh, basketball at any point this season. And if you move this to the middle of the season and you're worried about pitchers pitching, they're not going to do this in the middle of the season. We're already worried about pitch counts, and you already have injuries mounting up. You want the best of the best. Do it before the season starts. Kevin? No, Frank is one of the brilliant soccer minds in our country. You just alluded to it with Messi and Mbappe. When did they just play the World Cup? They played it right. in the they played it in the middle of the EPL season, Series A, Liga, all of the big pro leagues around the around the globe, um, simply because of the the calendar and when they could fit it in um, in in the Middle East. So I think you could do the same with baseball, and why not take off two weeks around the uh, around the All Star break every four years and have that be a special time every four years in the baseball season. And you know what? People have talked about cutting back the games in, in baseball. You could reduce the calendar in those four years and you wouldn't have to worry about pitch counts with the pitchers and everybody would be on board. I think. Bill Klaschke, you like that idea from Kevin? No, because for one thing, that means that base, the World Series is going to be played in the middle of November because the owners are going to cut back games. 
So, and the way it is, I think this is as good as it's going to get. You, you got a, you got a, and it was a nice tournament. You had a tremendous finish. People watched the last two or three games. Millions watched. That was great. But there's no way pitchers or starting pitchers, good ones, are going to get involved in this in the spring. There's just no way they're going to do it. That'll never. I don't care what the commissioner says. I don't care what Mike Trout says. Nobody's going to risk their arms during this most tender time of the season trying to get ramped up. They they won't do it. Too much at stake. What do you want to jump back in real quick? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think based on what we've just seen, that more pitchers are wanting to get involved yes. the next time. That they're going to be more interested in playing yeah. for the American team. Yeah, I, I like the idea from Kevin. Why not? You can make it a tradition, have it in the middle of the season. And he's right about soccer. Everyone thought it was going to be a disaster. It ended up being a great World Cup. All right, we've been horned. Let's move on now. Tonight, the return of Ja Morant. Yesterday, Morant talked about his time away from the team. I went there for counseling um, to learn how to, you know, manage stress, cope with stress in, you know, a positive way. Um, instead of, you know, ways I've, you know, tried to deal with it before that, you know, caused me to make you know, mistakes. It's an ongoing process, you know, with everything I've been doing the past two weeks. And, you know, I'm going to continue to do that to, you know, get through everything I need to to be healthy. All right, the Grizzlies were 6-3 and three in the two and a half weeks without Morant. And Ja will be on a minute's restriction. David, what are the fair expectations for tonight and the near future? On the court tonight, they're playing the Houston Rockets. They should win by 50. But long term, the thing with John Morant is that he's sort of overshadowed a lot of the other problems that the Grizzlies have had. Brandon Clark and Steven Adams being out has presented a real problem defensively. Dylan Brooks is a sideshow for that team. So they have a lot of big on-court concerns that are going to that look like they may derail their season going forward. Off the court and all that stuff, I hope that John Morant is getting the help that he needs. He was more candid about his emotional state yesterday, and he seemed to be on the right path. But, of course, that's a thing where only time will tell. Kevin, John Morant, back tonight. What do you think? Well, first of all, I'm not certain right now still why he was away. I mean, we know that the NBA sent him away because of the investigation over the gunplay. The rest of it, I'm not so sure about. He's not injured. He didn't suffer a concussion. He's healthy. The last we saw him, he was as electric a player as we know of in the NBA. I assume that he's going to come back. He's going to play basketball. He's going to average 27 points. Uh, eight assists, six rebounds, and be the same John Morant. Bill, when you look at the Grizzlies and John Morant, you know, it's been one of the top teams in the NBA. You think they could just pick up where they left off? No, I don't think so. I mean, he seems very stressed out. He seems like he's very – he said himself he was uncomfortable. The fans are going to be all over him for the rest of the season. The team has won six of its last seven games in his absence, and yet he he supplies 34% of the team's points through points and assists of their scoring – He's such a big factor, yet he's so uncertain. I think the stress is going to weigh him down. I don't see how, how they move forward past this. Woody Page, the Denver Nuggets still in first place. Memphis and Sacramento chasing him. How much better will Memphis get over these past 10, day, 10 games or so? They're going to be in the same spot. They're going to fight Sacramento for the number two seed. But, Bill, I disagree with you. I think he's going to fit right back in. He was a distraction before this happened for a number of different issues that he was going through, and they played well without him. He did, they didn't have that distraction, but I think it, it's now up to him to deal with what the fans say on the road, what the player, other players think of him on the court. I think it's actually going to be a, a good respite for him that he's going to actually come back and, and probably be more of a team player than he was before. Yeah. 
John Morant tonight, there's a chance he could come off the bench. And remember, Dylan Brooks, Dylan the villain as they call him, 18 technical fouls suspended for tonight's game. All right, coming up in buy or sell, C.J. Stroud's pro day at Ohio State and the Carolina Panthers brought a lot of people to watch. We'll talk about what that all means. Stay tuned. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. DJ Stroud threw at Ohio State Pro Day today. A reported 11 Carolina Panthers representatives were on hand to watch, including the owners, the GM, the head coach, offensive coordinators, and the quarterback coach. Although that same full group is going to be at Alabama Pro Day tomorrow and Kentucky Pro Day after that. In Mel Kuyper's mock draft yesterday, Stroud was projected to be the number one pick to Carolina. Woody, buy or sell Stroud, trending toward being the number one pick. I'm buying it, and I'm also buying it. The Panthers have decided to take a football team to every quarterback pro day, 11, and then they're going to bring the owner along with them. But I believe he's the most comfortable pick among the four, that he's the guy that they could say he fits the aspect of a pro quarterback and you don't have to worry about being raw or high risk, high reward. I think he's the safest. Sounds like you're saying they're settling. David Dennis? I'm buying uh, that this seems to be the guy they want. Uh, I, would, I would buy more if they sent 12. 11 seems a little bit hesitant uh, of what they're doing. But Frank Wright is, you know, the quarterback whisperer, apparently. And he went to Carolina with the thought that they were going to get the guy that he wants. Stroud seems to be that guy. Frank Wright has, you know, quarterbacks that are 6'4", generally in his career, and he wants somebody of that size. It would have been 12. The mascot could not make it. It was busy. Kevin, <laughs> what about C.J. Stroud? 
You know, CJ and, and, and Bryce Young, they won one game apiece uh, different in their careers. One guy threw for a few more touchdowns. Another guy ran for a few more touchdowns. Their completion percentage is about the same. They protect the ball about the same. The biggest difference, one guy is 6'4", yeah. 220. The other guy is, is six foot 195. And if you like big quarterbacks in the NFL, CJ Stroud's your guy. A lot of talk about height, Bill. What about CJ Stroud? Woody, uh, Carolina gave up a lot for him. They want a lot more than comfortable. They want superstar. Yeah. He's the one quarterback in this draft that can be a superstar. He led all of college football in QBR and passing touchdowns the last two years. Finished his career with the shredding of Georgia. This guy can play. All right, a tough moment to watch last night. Fourth quarter, Paul George goes up for a rebound and then comes down in a heap. This was nasty. He was helped off the court, later carted out. Today reports that it's just a sprained knee and that'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks. It seems like they may have averted disaster here. Bill, what does this mean for the Clippers now? No, I think they're facing disaster. Really? They're 6-11 and 11 without PG on the, on, on the floor, and they're trying to make the playoffs. They're going to struggle to make the playoffs. He won't come back until after the playoffs start. They really miss him. They can't do it with just Kawhi alone, as you saw last night in that final possession. Woody Page? Bill, uh, the Clippers have a difficult schedule. Back-to-back nights against the Grizzlies included, they could fall into the play-in tournament. That's how bad it is because if they go into that last game of the season still trying to uh, make the first six, they got to play the Suns. I don't think that's going to happen, that they could beat them. The league needs to hire Woody on retainer to, to work the schedule. David Dennis? If, if you're the Clippers or a Clippers fan, you're taking solace in the fact that they're 4-2 when Kawhi plays and Paul George does not play. So I think they still, you know, have are going to make the playoffs. But that's the same leg that Paul George snapped in half right. a few years ago. He's being reevaluated in a few weeks. And this team has championship aspirations. And they are going to be nowhere close to the championship unless both those guys are 100%. And I have a hard time believing Paul George is going to be 100%. Having injuries in late March, you ready to kiss off the Clippers? I'm ready to kiss them off. You know what? Last April, they went into the playoff game against the Pelicans. Guess what? Paul George didn't play. He was in health and, and safety protocol. They lost that game, didn't make the playoffs. Same scenario here. And then they lost to Minnesota, Minnesota. with Paul George. All right, let's move on. Jalen Brown talked to the ringer this week and left a lot of mystery if he'll be a Celtic for much longer. When asked about his future in Boston, he said, quote, it's not up to me. We'll see how they feel about me over time, and I feel about them over time. But I will stay where I'm wanted. I will stay where I'm needed and treated correct. That's how I feel about some of you guys sometimes. David, how do you hear that answer, and how do you think (laughs) Celtic fans hear that answer? I hear Jalen Brown as a guy who is deeply principled and deeply loyal, and the Celtics have not really shown him much loyalty for his whole career. They talk about the Kevin Durant trade talks, but he was in Kawhi Leonard trade talks, Paul George trade talks. Kyrie Irving trade talks, and he's also had to deal with the issues with, you know, some of those Boston locals when he's outspoken about issues about social justice. So despite how well that team may do, he can leave just because of what he values as uh, personally as a, as a man. But I'll tell you what, though, Kevin, what's going to be tested is how much money he wants to leave on the table. If he makes all NBA, that's about a $290 million extension. How much do you think that'll factor in? 
Oh, that'll affect a big way, and that's up to us to vote him in, right? Which right. is really unfair. Right. Um, but I would say this to, uh, to Jalen Brown. Just talk to your boy Kyrie and just realize that the grass is not always greener if you go someplace else. You're on a team with championship aspirations, not only championship aspirations, but championship possibilities with you there. You may want to reconsider your thoughts. Bill, we know everyone in L.A. is so broken up that there could be a little controversy in Boston. What about this Jalen Brown story? It breaks my heart. The Celtics are about to implode. Jalen Brown's a guy who wants his own team. He wants his own team and he's going to get his own team. He sounds like a guy who's got one foot out the door already. So sorry, Celtics. It breaks my heart. Woody Page? (laughs) I disagree with Kevin. He says the grass is not always greener. There's another team that dresses in green and that's the Milwaukee Bucks and that would be a place where he knows not going to Milwaukee. Well, I'm just saying that I believe that that's a possibility for him. He wants to get away from a situation Chris where he's Middleton, he the number him. two guy. Bill, is he going to Milwaukee? Come on. He's not going to Milwaukee. No. Guess what? You were on your way, Woody. Then you had to say Milwaukee. He's not going to Milwaukee. Ay, ay, ay. Two left. Showdown. It looks like a repeat. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. David, Kevin, two topics, one winner. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, new Lion, former Eagle, says his Lions could win the division. He went further even, that his new Lions team is better than his former Eagle team, a team that went to the Super Bowl. David, do you believe that? No, I don't believe it, but it does not matter because this is what you do on these press conferences. You lie when you get a new team. Go all the way with the lie. That's how you're supposed to do it. Say you're guaranteeing a Super Bowl but, win. But here's the thing, David. He had another lie against the, the against his old fans on his Twitter page, and then he deleted that. So this guy's not even able to stand up to his own words. Is he going to have to get rid of this tape at the end of next season? We'll see. All kidding aside, this panel today 
was better than the panel yesterday. Believe me when I tell you that. <laughs> Share the point here. Showdown 2, the Mets Cadillac Club. It's a membership speakeasy behind the right field fence that will cost up to $25,000 a seat. Only Woody Page can afford it. Limited to 30 members, it's a private bar with field views, concierge, and, a, and flat screen TVs. Beer, soft drinks are included. Cocktails, though, cost more. Kevin, you want in? Oh, absolutely I want in. I maybe not be able to afford it, so somebody please invite me. Do they have a humidor? I got to have some place to put my Cubans. Come on. Look, speaking of New York, I'm not losing the day I sold it. I wore some Tim's. I watched The Sopranos this morning. I watched Harry and Miss Sally. I had a New York slice. Had a quarter water. Listen to Dipset on the way over here. Give me the win, buddy. Can you afford the speakeasy? Be honest now. We know you sold a lot of books. Well, if you, if you loan me some money, I got it. Come on, see? <laughs> Kevin, take the point. Take the FaceTime. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, while we were doing the show yesterday, we learned that Willis Reed died at age 80. And if you don't know Willis Reed, there was an iconic moment in all of sports where he limped onto the floor as a New York Knicks to, bring them, to help bring them a championship. But here's the thing about him that you may not know. He was just a great regular dude. A friend of mine, Tony Overton, used to run Madison Square Garden and used to talk about how he and Willis Reed after the Knicks games would ride home on the train back to South Orange and they would just chit-chat just like two regular folks. Well, you don't get a lot of that from our stars in sports these days where they're just like regular folk. Thank you very much, Willis Reed, for being who you were. Thanks a lot for that, Kevin. I covered Willis Reed when he was the GM of the New Jersey Nets, a giant in every way imaginable. 